welcome back to Reading Radio. I'm Alora. And I'm Jason. This month we are going to be doing Mary Poppins by P.L. Travers. Travers. I got it right this time. Excellent. Um, we decided to do this book because it was time for another classic. And we've both seen the movie. I've seen it once or twice and he's seen it. Dozens and dozens of times. And we- I, I posted in our private Facebook group that you can find from our website that this is where I learned to do my Cockney accent uh, from Dick Van Dyke. I didn't realize at the time Dick Van Dyke's accent is considered to be one of the most horrible Cockney accents in the world. So that's why I talk like this and think it's something special. It's just horrible. <laughs> it just gets god-awful. But that's what I learned as a kid. So what are you and do? it's amusing. So. It is. It's good for role-playing characters. That's yeah. about it. What was your overall thought of the book? Overall, I thought it was disappointing, because, but only because... I, it was a lot of what was in the movie. So, yeah. And, it, and the movie was actually a pretty good representation of the really book. It was really good. So it wasn't like there was a lot of difference. I felt like I was just being told a summary of the movie, but which I was familiar with. Had I read the book first, I wouldn't have had that feeling. So I liked it. It's great. But I would definitely read the book before watching the movie on this one. And Mary Poppins was so mean. She was. She was much meaner in the book than she was in... Sorry. Yeah, much meaner in the book than she, was, she was in the movie. she was in the movie. Like, they disney it a little bit. Somebody on the Facebook group posted that they did the same thing with Tinkerbell. That in Peter Pan, which we could add to our list, Peter Pan, or Tinkerbell is much meaner yeah. than she is in the movie. Now, she's snotty in the movie, but she's not the way she is. And of course, she's now all print Disney princessified, so she's perfect now. She's not the snotty brat that she was back in the yeah. original story. So, um, But I thought the book was really good. Yeah. I you? really enjoyed it. What, what, what did you like about it? I don't know. I liked a lot about it. My favorite part probably was a scene in the later book, in the later parts of the book. Yeah, which one? With... John. John and Barbara. There you go. They... When they're talking to the bird. The baby. Mary Poppins, yeah. That was my favorite scene, too. We had talked about this a little bit. It was so unique to like see things from a baby's perspective and to get a little bit of background, which I don't know that the grand backgrounds were as popular in the old story, in the older books. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tolkien was kind of the first one to create a whole story background before he even wrote the book thing. Yeah. But to have this idea that all children can see everything that Mary Poppins sees the worlds as Mary Poppins, but once they turn one, they, they lose that ability. It. Except Mary Poppins somehow. And we don't, why? Right. We don't know why or how. Maybe that's revealed in some of the other books. Yeah, because there's like three or four books. Oh, I think there's more than that. But mm. it was interesting. So that was my favorite scene. Um, I did like that the second half of the book was different from the movie. So the first half felt like it was just recapping everything that happened in the movie. Um, the babies, other than that chapter, didn't really serve much purpose. No. And Mary Poppins was much sharper than she Now, you and I have a theory... And we'll sorry, we're gonna get into spoiler territory now. We'll give our typical spoiler warning. <laughs> Did it was any of this real and Mary Poppins is magical? Or in the first scene when she gives them that medicine, was it some sort of opiate narcotic that made the kids trip for the rest of the movie and they were imagining the whole thing? And that's why she was always so cross when when they told her what they saw. Yeah. That's what I thought. That was my idea. Yeah? You thought that was actually how they wrote it to be? Yeah, that's what I thought. That, I mean, it, I think that I may have seen that on the internet at some point, but in the book it seems to make a lot more sense. Because in the movie, when she denies things, it's kind of with a wink and a nod. Yeah. But in the book, she just flat out, that's ridiculous, a proper person like me doing something like that. How ridiculous. Yeah. And she never even gives them a clue that it might have happened. Except when she talks to the cow. Like that scene, there's no it never happened kind of thing. That was a story about the cow, though. Right, but then she does. But when the cow's walking down the street, that's what starts the story, and mm-hmm. so that yeah, 
But that that actually entered into some interesting territory. We get to see some some new parts of Mary Poppins that she has this background that doesn't. It's not just Jane and Michael. Yeah. I know some people from the perspective of the movie have assumed that Bert is one of the children that she nannied, you know, when he was a kid. Ooh, and she's been yeah. around for a while. That's why he knows her. Kind of like Nanny McPhee. She goes to multiple families mm-hmm. and does it. Yeah. Now, how do you think Nanny McPhee was inspired by Mary Poppins? Um, well, the nanny just comes to the doorstep. She, nanny McPhee is kind of like Mary Poppins in the books. She's rude, but she gets it done. They start behaving and acting better. And is that the thing? Like, the kids need that kind of discipline? Yeah. Now, the nannies back from this time period were a little... Like, they really took the place of the parents a lot more. Like, the parents basically said, I don't have time for this. You raise my kids, and I'll move on with life. But Nanny McPhee, I think, at least in the movie, it seemed it was a little closer to this time period where she was going to come in, fix things, and move on. Yeah. In the movie, it looks a lot more like she's there to save Mr. Banks than it does the books. So that's a kind mm. of a twist. Like, Mr. Banks and Mary Poppins don't interact in the book like they did in the movie. Yeah. Um, so it's just like she's there for the kids, and there's not some massive purpose. Like, Disney had to have a, like, she's there for a reason, now she's leaving after everything is okay kind of story. And move on. Now, my understanding is P.L. Travers was not pleased with What's Disney the making the movie. There's a movie called Saving Mr. Banks that actually is the story of the making of the Mary Poppins movie between Walt Disney and Travers. Mm-hmm. And kind of like his vision for it and her not being happy. Although I do believe she, when she heard Mary Poppins was scheduled for it. Or not Mary Poppins. Julie Andrews. The actress who plays Mary Poppins. Yeah. That she was pleased with that. So we'll have to watch Saving Mr. Banks. It's been on my list for a long time to see how exactly that went down. And then now the new Mary Poppins movie is coming out. Uh, oh Mary, yeah, the Mary Poppins Returns. So I have to see how that how that plays out. We might need to read Mary Poppins Mary Poppins Returns before we watch the movie, though. Yeah, I think, of course. Because I know that's a book. And she, I think she comes back to the same family, but uh, the twins are a little bit more involved as they move through the stories. Kind of like Narnia, where they start with all the four kids, and then two of the kids get old, and the rest of them kind of take over the story. Would you like to have Mary Poppins as a nanny? Let's assume that she didn't drug you and that this is all real magic. Would you like to have her as, as your name? Uh, yeah, but would you believe me if I told you what would happen? No. Because no one would have believed me. Does it matter? I don't know. It depends on what you would do with it. If you have these wonderful experiences but no, one, but adults don't believe you, does it, does it matter if you have those experiences? Maybe. It doesn't really take away from the experience, yeah. right? Now, when you're a grown-up and you're telling me these things happened, I might still be like, you're, you're a little old for this. You should probably see a doctor. <laughs> but like, who knows? Mm, are you okay there? Yeah, but she was very strict. How would you... Do you think you'd rebel against her? Or do you think you'd get along? I'd get along because I'd never get in trouble. I'd just be sitting in a corner reading. <laughs> that may be true. But when she told you to clean up and you backtalk, she might snap and get very cross with you. I love how English people announce that they're cross. I'm very cross. Don't mess with me. Like <laughs> it's like this warning sound like a rattlesnake. Oh, she's cross. I won't mess with her right now. It's kind of fun. You're totally going to start doing that, aren't you? I might. So there's a question here somebody posed. Why was she no longer needed at the bank's home? We said in the movie it was much more obvious. Do you think there, there really was a she wasn't needed anymore in the, in the bank's home? I think... Jane and Michael 
needed some imagination, okay. like story, and I don't know. They weren't. They re- never really said anything about them fighting or not getting along beforehand. In the story, caused them to get along. Well, they didn't get along with the nannies. Yeah. They kept running off the nannies, which means they were trouble of some kind. But they were a lot better by the time. Um, nanny. You Mary almost said Mary McPhee, didn't you? That's all right. N- Mary Poppins came around. Yeah. Now, do you think they'll be better for the next nanny? Because I'm assuming if Mary Poppins leaves, they're going to hire somebody else. How will the children react with her? I know. We'll have to find out by reading the book. But let's guess for I now. don't know. It could either be, like, end up really well or pretty bad because they went the magic of having Mary Poppins and not the averageness of a normal nanny. Okay. Do you think the Banks were a, a happy family? Relatively. Why? I mean, the, their father has a good job. I guess their mother, like, they're not, their parents aren't really around the kids much, though. Right. That wouldn't be the best, per se. Do you actually like having your family around? Possibly. You actually enjoy when your dad shows up at the park to surprise you? That was fun. Okay. That's what I like to hear. What are the qualities of a happy family, then? I guess it depends on the family. Okay, in general. Give me some ideas. Spending time with each other. Okay. Besides watching TV. Fair enough. I mean, that's what I really enjoy doing with our family. We play board games and stuff like that. Um, Some families might like just watching TV, spending time together. And that makes a happy family, like, the time. Yep. We record this podcast together, obviously, to build relationship and... Because we both love books, and fa- especially fantasy kind of stuff. Get along and read that. And you uh, and my little sister started watching wrestling together. We did. Yeah. Your sister's watching WWE with me, which it makes me very happy. I haven't watched it in 20 years, but I'm more than happy to come back and watch it. Because now all the kids of the wrestlers I watched seem to be involved. It's like it's like the circus. It's hard to get into it unless your family was into it. So he's come along and make that happen. It's good storytelling. Well, some of it's good storytelling. <laughs> when you can create a character that you hate to lo- or love to hate, it's a good character. Like, like Dolores? Like Dolores Umbridge. My, She's the worst. My most hated character in all of literature. All right, so what would you say for the uh, reading level for this book? Um, It's very easy to read. I think it's good to be read out loud, mm-hmm. like Oddity, because it's written like they're in Britain. And it's a little bit of an older language. Mm-hmm. So because of the words they use, like cross, um, you may not, it may be hard to understand. But as you go along in the book, the language gets easier. I'd say third grade. So is that eight or nine? Yeah. I don't know. I think because of the language, that might be a little difficult. <clears throat> I think Zoe might be able to read it so if we're thinking fifth grade. Yeah. Um, out loud to a third grader? Absolutely. Because they can ask the questions about what things mean. That sort of thing. But there's no content that's questionable. This is an no. older, older book where there's not that problem. Um, on a scale of one to five. Five being the greatest book you've ever read. One being don't ever read this book. Burn all copies. Why would they publish this? What would you give this book? Uh, three. Yeah, three? About average? Yeah, it's a pretty good book. Not great. Um, I, I still want to... I wish I could have... Like go back and figure out what I would think if I hadn't watched the movie. Yeah. Would I would I have appreciated this or not? 
Um, and maybe by reading the second book, we'll kind of get that impression. If the second book doesn't include, you know, scenes from the movie, if they merge some of those things together. So then I'll be like reading half a new book and watching half an old, or reading half an old book. What do we call that? Bookstalgia? <laughs> but we, we, I created a word for it and coined it. Like the time when you read a, when you read something that you've read before because you're reading the derivative work, or now you're reading the original work. So our next book, we're actually going to do two kind of classics in a row. We're going to skip our order a little bit because we read one as a family we wanted to go ahead and review. We're going to go ahead and re- at least get it recorded, and we assume we'll put it yeah. out next. We might actually put a new book in the middle. We're still trying to figure that out. And someone requested on um, a website that you frequent that we do The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yes. Which we've had on our list. Um, although we'd like to save that for December. Yeah, because it's kind of a Christmas We think of it as a Christmas book. We always watch the movie around Christmas time. So we're setting those things up. Hopefully we'll get the website up, set up, per, set up. <laughs> Let me try that again. We're setting those things up. We're hopefully we'll get the website up to date so that you can follow us along on, on all those books and figure out what you want to read. You can find all of our books, past and present and future, in the bookstore on our website, reading-radio.com. You can also find links there to our Facebook website, our Instagram account, and, and maybe a YouTube account. We're talking about putting the podcast up on YouTube. There wouldn't be much of a picture to it. We're not going to video. We're not going to create live video. We're just yeah. going to have the podcast playing in the background of the of the picture, which means you can, if you have YouTube bread, you can just turn the screen off and listen to it. But it's another option opportunity to get our audience out there. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, what else are you reading? Things that aren't on the podcast. I'm reading the Kane Chronicles series by Rick Riordan. <laughs> More Rick Riordan. Should have known. I'm halfway through the first book, and, and it's a trilogy. Okay. Is that it? And then I'm doing a reading challenge of 26 books. Any 26 books? Or is it a specific 26 books? It's a list. So read a book with a female heron set someplace you've always wanted to visit. Okay. And I have five books done already. And I started it a couple days ago. That's an interesting challenge. Yeah. Okay. I'm reading a book by a guy named Jordan Peterson, The 12 Rules for Life. Kind of a self-help, interesting book. And I'm also reading Frédéric Bastiat, The Law. It's an old classic Frenchman's book about uh, philosophy of law and the state. So very interesting stuff there. That's about it. We're also going to the Penderwick series as a family. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, yeah. that's what I was talking about. That'll be the next. We're at least going to record that now, maybe release it later as something we've, something, since we read it now, we enjoyed it and think it was good for the podcast. We'll do that. So if you're familiar, not familiar with the Penderwick series, you can go check it out. It's a pretty good read. Yeah, good for reading out loud. And we won't spoil anything because we're going to record something on that later. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thanks, everybody. See you soon. Bye.